friend have you read all the books blogs podcasts instagram posts etc you think you know how to be a good mom but you feel like you're hopelessly flawed and can't do all those things do you feel like you're drowning in motherhood and at best you can tread water sometimes but you're just not getting anywhere you're still stuck in all the same ruts. Your kids are out of control, your house is a mess, and you can't find any motivation to change any of it. You just feel terrible all the time, stressed out, burned out, and over it. Well, I have great news for you. You have come to the right place. I've got you. I'm Emily Wardrop from Drop the Word Life Coaching, an advanced certified life coach, and I want to let you in on one little simple secret that can change everything for you. You want to know how to be a good mom? I'm going to tell you the secret. Are you still listening? The secret is you already are. Join me on this journey to believe you are a good mom. Here we go. Okay, welcome back to Believe You Are a Good Mom with Emily Wardrop and Elisa Fucci. Woo! There she is. Um, okay, so. Oh my goodness, you guys, Elisa is killing me lately. Okay, first, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'll let her speak in a minute. You know, this is how I do with my big, long intros. So Elisa and me and Hio and many other <laughs> guests that have been on my podcast already were in a group with Tyson Bradley called Entrepreneurs of Christ. Just going to let you in on that little secret. That's where I get all these amazing friends from. So um, I, now I'm like thinking of everyone else I didn't name everyone else you're amazing too okay so the point is we've all kind of been podcast hopping lately we're like all on each other's podcast Elisa was on Hio's podcast the other day and she absolutely blew my mind and I'm like oh that's what I want to talk about because we were going to talk about something else but anyway I'm going to let her introduce herself now and then we'll get back to that hello Emily and oh, hello you get to everyone <laughs> Um, I am Elisa and I'm a relationship and connectivity coach and I help women break free from the cycle of suffering they've been repeating and they do that by healing and reconnecting with themselves and then and when you do that you're able to have the relationships you want and start enjoying those relationships that you really want to to love and and the, those eternal bonds, right? You want to have those relationships be loving and enjoyable. So I help women with that. And I am just so excited to be here because this is, today's topic is a big one. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's still spoiler alert at this point. We haven't even said what we're talking about yet because I have another personal note I want to note. <laughs> so if you are loving this podcast, you can thank Elisa for that because she was the spark under my fire. We got in this group together and she invited me to be on her podcast and I can't tell you like how scared I was so scared. So she technically, I'm pretty sure was the very first podcast I was ever on. And I wanted to do a podcast tour. I wanted to go be on other people's podcasts, but it was like so scary. I didn't really do anything about it. I wrote up like some <laughs> podcast pitches that I never sent, you know? And, um, and then she asked me to be on and I was like, Oh, this isn't that scary. I can do this. And so then I, you know, was on my podcast tour and I went and did a bunch of other podcasts and then somehow that turned into my own podcast. <laughs> and here we are. Are. so yeah and look you. how good you are uh-huh yeah <laughs> 
So cycle of suffering, huh? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> this is what we're going to talk about. Each of us is a good mom, right? That's what I love talking about. That's the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm trying to help you believe that you are a good mom, you're always like, yeah, but right. Our brains are always going to be like, yeah, but because there will always be a yeah, but okay. <laughs> and so psychologists or whatever, they call it the shadow side. Like it's becoming a buzzword, or at least I'm noticing it everywhere that everyone talks about the shadow side. So even just this morning in our group, someone was talking about how she just heard a talk that was talking about like, once you get illuminated, that Satan's always just right there. Also, like the illumination, there's always like the shadow side, right? In fact, if you look at light, the shadows come from the light. Like you can't even cast a shadow without a light source. And so that's the 50-50 of life that we talk about, right? With coaching, but it's like, we just accepting our 50, because even, okay, I promise I'll let Elisa speak, but um, even just the 50-50 mom concept, I I always say, I, I like, I didn't like that, right? I'm not a 50-50 mom. I couldn't handle like that. I'm a good mom and I'm a terrible mom. And so like, I made my biggest breakthrough in believing I am a good mom and I am a human, <laughs> you know? And so that's what I mean. And so however you think about it, 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 it serves you. But the point is accepting the shadow side. So I am a good mom and I can admit this right now because I've been working on this for the past couple of weeks, which even following my podcast, you can like hear my evolution. I am a good mom and I have a fiery temper. <laughs> I'll just admit that right now. I would never have been able to say that, like even call it that before because I was so ashamed of it but I know that my weaknesses are my strengths overused so I am very passionate I feel things big and I cry a lot <laughs> and you all know that and I feel things big and big feelings are a lot to figure out and I'm not ashamed of it anymore and Elisa has been a huge catalyst in helping me that so I really want her to share her story of how this even relates. So I'll let her talk now. And I think she knows where I'm going with this. So go ahead. But um, that was not even a question, but she knows what I want her to say, right? Oh, thank you for sharing that. And I love that you're helping women with this because, oh my gosh, I come from a, a home where I didn't, my, my dad was absent most of the time. He was either working or serving for our church. Um, and my mom was, she's a victim of physical and sexual abuse. So she was, uh, out emotionally and mentally most of, um, my, my life. And, um, she did the best she could. And, uh, but growing up, I didn't have either one of the parent figures. So for me, when I learned that I was going to be a mom, I was like, I am going to do everything possible so I'm not like them right I had this huge expectations for myself as a mother and here I get a very spirited child <laughs> that won't let me even shower without him crying and he's big on emotions too from the moment he was a baby like super like his emotions were huge and there he feels everything more than any other human being. Um, so, so I can relate to how you're talking because my son is exactly like that. 
and I had to read books and go to therapy and he had to go to therapy so we could learn to work together as me as a mom and him as a, a son, right? So we could learn how those emotions are actually good for you. They're characteristics of a leader. Um, so that's good. <laughs> um, but going back to how I was raised, I, I had all these high expectations on myself as a mom and I quickly realized, oh, crap. I can't meet those expectations because I don't have a role model. I don't have anything to base my parenting on. But I I tried. I did my best. But everything, I felt short to everything. And I felt like a horrible mother. And every day I beat myself up for just not being able to control or, or teach this very spirited child of mine how to be better. And I, I found myself repeating the same cycles that my mom was doing with me. And I was like, no, I can't do that. Look at what it did for me. I can't do that to my, my children. Right. And I kept beating myself up um, until one day, until after years of therapy, I had this aha moment where I realized my son was born to be with me with my imperfections and all and everything that he is meant to go through is going to make him a better human being just like the imperfections of my mom and my dad and all their flaws and all the things that they didn't do for me make me into the amazing coach I am today because I can relate to all the struggles and it made me the amazing mother I am today. So today I thank my mom and tell her, thank you for being so imperfect. Thank you for, for not doing the things that you were supposed to do. Thank you because I am a strong mom and I am an amazing mom because of you. So every time I try, I beat myself up, when I'm like being less than of a mom, when I yell, when I lose my cool, when I I try to to control my kids instead of letting them be, <laughs> um, I I remind myself, no, it's okay, it's okay if I'm not perfect, it's okay, because they need me to be imperfect so they can learn from my mistakes because this is what they came here for so they can be better human beings. And that moment, I never doubted my my parenting again. So from then on, I showed up as a different mom because I started accepting that I am good. I am just the perfect mom for them with my imperfections. Mm -hmm. Not without, with my imperfections. And now I show up as a, a more authentic with them because I'm able to say, hey, sorry, oops, I messed up. You know what? I am I am imperfect. I, I am not, I'm gonna make mistakes and I'm probably gonna make the same mistakes my parents did. Heads up, heads up, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's human nature. I've been trying to fix them mm -hmm. <laughs> all my life, but there's some that I it's might still the programming to... that our yeah, ba right? brains grew up with. <laughs> exactly. So. There might be some that I have not discovered yet or mastered, but hey, I'm still an amazing mom. And that's something that nobody can dispute me. Nobody. 
Okay. That's like, if you ask anybody, they'll tell me you are an amazing mom. Wow. And I'm like, heck yes, I am. <laughs> Anything else? I'm like, yeah, but motherhood, I'm like, no, but it was the moment that I started loving that I was imperfect. It was that moment. And I, I know you, you were referring to a recent moment in my yeah, life, right? We uh, have to but, but I wanted to bring that. I wanted to bring yeah. that because I know you, your, your audience is, is moms and, um, but it started years ago and it started with motherhood. And recently I, I had to learn to love depression and anxiety. Mm. Who says that, right? Mm -hmm. My entire life, I hated, I hated depression because I was like, I'm less than, I will never be normal. I will never be like other people. I will never be able to have the life that happy people have. So I hated this, this condition and I blame my mom for it because it's, it's comes from my mom, my grandfather, it's just, it's generational. And I blamed her and I, I resented her for a while for giving me this, for her not treating it and, and taking care of it while she could. So I didn't get it or giving me the tools. I, it was, it was hard and, and my depression, uh, it, it gets, it can get really bad. And I've taken medication, several ones, you know, how that goes. It's like you, it works for a little bit, then you up the dosage and then you keep upping the dosage and then it stops working. And then you have to deal with the side effects. It is, it is a journey to suffer from depression. Um, and, and, living your life with depression in my entire life. I was like, I want to get rid of this. I hate this. I do not want anyone to know that I suffer from depression and I would say it, but not tell everyone. I would selectively tell people that I suffered from depression. It was like, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I suffer from depression. Like, <laughs> uh -huh. um, because I, I felt like I, I felt like branded kind of like it, it was, it, and I hated that part of myself. Recently, I realized that when we resist something, yes. it persists. I knew this saying, okay? Uh -huh. I've known this forever, okay? Uh -huh. It lived in this, in, just in this specific area. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I've been resisting this part of me that is in me i cannot change it it might always be with me it might always flare up because it's it comes with this imperfect body of mine and just like some of you might be suffering from other mental illnesses or physical mm -hmm. challenges that you will have to live with for the rest of your life loving that part of you because it comes with this imperfect body mm -hmm. is the best way to overcoming and to making that those dark moments easier, manageable. I had to take myself to that moment when I was super depressed, when I had suicidal thoughts. And you're like, you're a coach. How can you have suicidal thoughts? Yes, guys, yeah. I have the tools, but this imperfect body of mine, sometimes I cannot control it. And that's okay. I had to learn to accept that. I had to let go of this, this illusion that it, because I'm a coach, I have to be perfect. And I cannot show that I have 
suicidal thoughts that I get really low and depressed sometimes. And I had to love myself. I had to go to that place, that dark moment where I'm on the floor, broken in pieces and hopeless. And I had to love that. I had to take myself there and just be loving, loving and compassionate. And I just went and hugged myself. Like I just was like, if I can't love myself in that moment on the floor when I'm broken into pieces, then nobody else can. And and then I can't love anything else. This, that was when I learned that if I love that, I can love myself unconditionally. And I, I am not broken, actually. I am perfect with all these little pieces. I am, I am perfect the way I am. Yeah. And when you start loving that part of yourself, you become perfected because that, that love that's within you is heavenly. It's God-like. And God will perfect you because he sees you as perfect right now. You're like, wait, no, but, but like you were saying in the beginning, but, but no, he sees you as perfect because just like you were saying in the beginning, there's 50, 50, we have to have imperfections. That's part of this life. We're always good. We, we spend so much money searching for perfection, but we'll never achieve that here in this lifestyle lifetime. We'll always be looking for for the next thing but when we learn that we are already perfect with all the little pieces broken on the floor we are perfect and when we love that we're able to start putting together those pieces and start seeing the masterpiece start seeing ourselves as god sees us and we show up differently. Let me tell you, you do. You mm -hmm. show up as your true self unapologetically and authentic. And your kids need to see that. Your kids need to see that because you are the example to them. Mm -hmm. They need to see that. They need to see that it's okay to show up just the way they are. You need to show them first, though. You can talk the talk, and you know, but unless you show it to them, they're not going to listen. Yeah, totally. So how you talk about um, how you blamed your mom. So I like to blame my dad for my temperament, too. And then, but I don't remember, like, I don't have the memories of him, like, losing his cool. I have the memories of him apologizing. And I have the memories of knowing that he loved me enough to come upstairs like I was upset in my room and he knocked on the door and he came in and he apologized like I remember that I don't even remember what he did that he was apologizing for so whether that be because my brain was traumatized and blocked those memories who knows <laughs> like either way it's it's hopeful for me you know <laughs> like anyway it's all just a mess this life and we're messing up our kids in all the perfect ways I say it all the time yes. but it's just so good to hear your story where you really believe it and you've really learned that instead of just somebody saying it and being like oh yeah that's a nice thought just like what you what is it what you resist persists right you mm -hmm. heard that forever but then all of a sudden and me too because when I heard your story about loving your depression that like is really what 
open the my eyes to like I can love the shadow side of myself. I can I instead of resisting it because that's making it persist, which is really the whole message. Like when I decided I am a good mom, it it it, it like it was like I stopped resisting. Um, I lost it, but anyway. <laughs> it's all it's all just a process and I mean like we're in this right we're in the thick of all of this and we just want to share it with other people because we know that we're all in this together you know there's no like I've arrived let me enlighten you it's like let's just help each other like the thought that you're a coach so you can't feel feelings is just a joke you know (laughs) but we tell ourselves this right like it's like i I am a coach i should know how to manage my brain and my emotions i should like i should have it all handled right and we think well i can't help somebody else with this because i don't have it mastered yet it's just ridiculous because jesus is the only one who can think that (laughs) and And we have this all the time like if you have a church calling i have Uh i am blank so i should know all the answers i shouldn't i need Mm -hmm. to show people that I, I'm that I'm doing good that my kids are behaving that yeah. that we are coming to church every Sunday that we are mm-hmm. like there's all these these things that we have attached to this label but the moment you start embracing that you are not perfect guess what you people will see that you're not perfect and that's okay and they start loving themselves more yeah by your example like just me sh- sharing that experience look now it it enabled you to be like mm-hmm. oh open up this side of you that okay i loving your shadows just because i shared my example it, yeah. you never know people are always watching you and they're not looking for perfection stop trying to show that you're perfect mm-hmm. because we need to um normalize imperfection that's yeah. what I love that. Like I got that from this experience. I was like, let's start normalizing imperfection. Let's start loving that we're imperfect because perfection will not be found in this life. Um, so let's start embracing it and loving those part of us so we can actually overcome um, the shadow, the dark um, yeah. and the contrast. Yeah. And with our kids too, right? Because once we give ourselves this grace that we're, you know, I mean, I've long ago accepted I'm not perfect, but I still, one of the words that my brain likes to give me is put together, especially you mentioned being at church, you know, and your kids behaving. I'm like, for the love, we sit literally on the very last row so that I don't have to deal with my own brain drama of people judging me, which is really me judging me, you know, because I look, I'm on the back row. I can see everyone else and their kids are behaving. And mine are the only ones that are punching each other, screaming, like, like making a huge mess. Like I'm, I'm looking at the whole ward. Literally nobody else is dealing with this, which is not exactly true, but that's what my brain is telling me, right? Look how put together they are. Like, look how beautiful their hair is brushed. And my kids are like rat's nests, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. So kids are kids. Right. And so sometimes it's easier for me to give them that grace, you know, cause I'm like, yeah, they're just little humans, but I'm just a big human. <laughs> that is and loving so- them unconditionally. Don't you think? Yeah. Loving them, even when they don't obey you, loving them, even when they fail a class, loving them, even when they break curfew and they, they don't listen to you when they back talk, like, loving them that way they are good enough 
even when they do that. That is unconditional love. And that's the best kind of love you can give your children. Mm -hmm. The best, because if you show it to them, they can, they can learn to do it for themselves. Yeah. And that is what I'm trying to help people with is to love themselves first. Then it's just a lot easier to love their kids that way because they've already figured out how to do it, how to love all of them, you know? Yeah. So when my, because it's funny, again, back to at church, I'm still stuck at church. Um, Cause you talk about like, if you have this calling, so I'm in the relief society presidency and it's this new ward, like our wards just merged. And so it's lots of new people, you know, I like finally got over, it was a new ward last year. I just moved into this ward. And so I was like the new one that I'm like, you know, and then uh, again, so anyway, um, yeah. So then I stand up, I get this calling. Right. And then I sit down, my kid, my kids are a mess. It's like, Oh, I'm supposed to have it all put together because I have this calling, you know, it's just like what you just said that I'm like, yeah, my brain told me that too. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> cause literally my son, like full on punched his sister, like right there in the middle of soccer meeting, everybody's watching. I was like, mortified back row at least and I wasn't on the back row that day because it was so big they had to like keep opening up extensions so we started on the back row but anyway (laughs) okay all right so we're talking about embracing our imperfections right so maybe like I said I've gotten it through my head that I'm not supposed to be perfect but I still expect better right so like I'm telling people you are a good mom And they're like, yeah, but I just did this or yeah, but I feel terrible all the time or yeah, but my kids are a mess, whatever the yeah, buts are. Um, So how, how, Elisa, do we like love the yeah, buts? I like to ask, like, be curious about that, like the buts. Okay. So, so what? Like, just, so what if, and then like, what would be a but? Like, um, yeah, but I just yelled. Okay. So what if you just yelled? What's the worst that can happen? Like, just question, be curious. And then can you love yourself in that moment when you're yelling at your kids? Can you show compassion? Can you take yourself there? Why were you yelling? Like, what were you thinking? What was she doing? What can you learn from her? Mm-hmm. Like, and and start seeing, like, be curious and start seeing her as like, oh, Oh, she probably was stressed out because this and this happened. And no wonder she yelled. No wonder. Like, and then you get to see that past version of yourself as, as a teacher, as a learning moment. And you're like, oh, okay. I I love her because she just taught me this. She just taught, taught me what I need to avoid next time. So I was much, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be uh for me, it was just that. It was just asking myself, what, so what? So what if I suffer from depression? So what if I have this, this suicidal thoughts? So what if like, I know that I'm the next day or two days later, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be fine. I bounce back. I have done it in the pa- in the past. So what? Yeah. And at first, like at first, the first time I asked myself, like, so what? I was like, oh, well, I can't, no, no, I could never love that part of myself. The, my first reaction was that it was like, ew, really like, ew, no, how, no, I could never love that. That's a flaw. Mm-hmm. 
that's an imperfection I could it's making it's slowing me down why would I love that part of me it's it's making me less than like so I was like so what oh well okay I, I like people will see me different okay so what like and it's just sort of keep asking yourself so what and when you ask your keep asking yourself that question you break it down like you dissolve that belief and you end up seeing that really it, there's nothing to it that it's not a big deal that there's always a solution that there's always a silver lining to every problem that you face there's always a way around it or a way over it you know and and then you 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 get to start loving that and then what can you imagine yourself loving yourself in that moment when you have realized that it's not a big deal because it's not mm -hmm. okay um what you do as a mom really it's not <laughs> your kids can go to therapy okay mm -hmm. there's books mm -hmm. there's tons of things and even if they don't go to therapy even if they have a hard life it's what they were meant to go through mm -hmm. they chose this this is all for their own betterment so it's not a big deal yeah. <laughs> yeah. um loving yourself allows you to to be more kind and compassionate to to yourself which that's the best thing you can do. If you can't allow yourself to uh, love yourself and, and be compassionate and cheer yourself up and love yourself in those moments, you cannot offer that to others. You can't fully love others if you cannot love yourself. You can't fully receive that love that you want unless you are able to love yourself unconditionally with all the broken pieces, all the imperfections. So the moment you start appreciating those imperfections as learning tools, as learning experiences, as, as stepping stones, mm -hmm. as a way to be better, then you get to, to really show up as the, the mom you want to be. It, yeah. it really does change how you, you'll have more patience. You'll be more loving towards your kids, towards your spouse, towards everyone you're around. Yeah. You'll be more patient because you're patient with yourself. Well, and it really is like childhood healing, you know? So like, I'm super triggered when my daughter's pitching a fit because I'm not accepting of myself that I pitch fits like that, you know? And then I just pitch one back with her and we're just exploding all over the place. Right. And so if I can like have that compassion for myself, like, oh yeah, you probably weren't allowed to pitch fits. <laughs> And I had to like suppress it. And now I'm just in the habit of doing that, like shaming myself for like having some big emotional outburst, you know, that is like, then it's like, I have that compassion for myself. I literally, it's much easier to deal with hers because I'm yes. like, oh, she's got big feelings. She's, you know, pitching a fit. Who cares? Like we all pitch fits. It's all good, you know? And like literally 30 seconds later, she's totally fine. But if I'm pitching a fit back, then it turns into a huge, Ooh, you know, all and day me long. Too. Like I can re bounce back a lot easier when I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a human. I, yep. There's another fit, you know? Yep. I'm feeling stuff. What else, you know, and not make it mean a whole bunch of stuff and like all this stuff. So, okay. Another mm -hmm. thing that you mentioned, I wanted to go back to you. 
is loving that part of you because it comes with your human body and you might have it your whole life. So I have two daughters that have type one diabetes and I really, really, really love coaching other moms that have kids with diabetes because I get it. Like it is a whole world of drama unto itself. <laughs> and, um, and that is a diagnosis that's for life. Like, it's not like, oh, my kid's sick. I take them to the doctor. They're, you know, they, they just need to rest and the virus will work its way out in 10 days or, you know, like, um, drink some orange juice. You'll be fine. Like, just, you know, whatever, like blow your nose. It's like, it's forever, you know? And so the resistance, I see this a lot in like newly diagnosed moms or like the kids were recently diagnosed. They just hate it so much. And the resistance, it's not even new because I'm in these Facebook groups, right? <laughs> and so I'm hearing everybody's complaining and comments and stuff about it. And there's no end. Like there will always be drama with the insurances, with how much we have to pay for these supplies, with like it just, you know, the power struggles of like giving your kids shots and like all the things, so many things. And the resistance makes it so much worse. So it it's not that you're resisting. So it persists because it will be here forever. Like this is a condition that they will have their whole entire lives, but the mental drama resisting you're making it harder. It, yeah. We just make it so much harder for ourselves. So mm -hmm. much harder. And your kids yeah. and your kids. Yeah. When, because... if you were to love it and, and teach your children to love it, right. You would be like, Yeah. This is frustrating. How can we love this? You get to to start teaching them and teaching yourself to see the positive. Yeah. Like the dark becomes light yeah. by loving it. And like you were saying, it's like God gave you this for a reason. Like we're like all ashamed of it. We think we're not normal. Hello, how many people have depression at least <laughs> and anxiety? Like the more we talk about it, the more we support we have. And we know that we're not alone and that we're never alone. Like Jesus has felt everything that we feel and he is here for us. And I feel like our purpose as coaches is to be a conduit to take people to Christ. Right. And so like literally when people say, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, Jesus and Jody, like my life coach and my savior, like that is how I do it, you know? Like, and so, um, to just be that conduit for people to like help them realize, cause I can't take your problems away. Like, yes, you hate diabetes. I know I do too. It's terrible. And I can't take that away from your child. And I can't take the drama away from you, but I can help you like tap into the source of comfort, the source of strength, the source of light, amidst the shadow side, right? Like he is the light and the life and the everything. And so it's just an honor and a privilege that we have to be that for people. So tell people where they can find you to get oh, more yes, of definitely. you because you're amazing. And if they want <laughs> you to be their coach, because tell them how old your kids are. You even have a missionary. Yes. I have a 19 year old and a 12 year old. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so if you're like, yeah, yeah, Emily, my kids are older. I need a coach that gets it because <laughs> that's why I like to be the, in the thick of it with the littles. Cause I'm like, I get it. You know, but if you're yeah, having teenage yeah. drama, oh. or <laughs> yes, I love teenage drama. I can say I'm a good mom, but she says she's a what phenomenal mom. An amazing, amazing mom. Yeah. I'm an amazing mom. Yeah. yeah. And so are you listeners. So and I am you. imperfect. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. So where can we find more Elisa? 
Oh, they can find me on Instagram at Elisa, E-L-I-S-A underscore Fuchi, F-U-C-C-I underscore coaching, also on Facebook. And if you click on the link in the bio, you can find my book, Unleash Ooh. Her, which um, oh, it's a best-selling. It right yes, right I there. have it. Yeah, I have it here. It. Let me get it right here. Look how my fun book, Unleash Her, it's a book with 30, 29 other women, and we share how we uh, were in the struggle. We have amazing uh, relatable stories where um, women just were going through the most difficult moment and they were able to tap into their inner uh, wisdom and reconnect with themselves to unleash their true identity and overcome the hardest things in life like cancer, death, the loss of a child, amazing stories of all these wonderful women. Mine is about going from victimhood to becoming the creator and, and co-creating my life with God and how I did that. So if you want to get that book, I also have a program that I am putting together also with another coach called Megan. And we are doing, it's a, a six-week series on self-love. And I know we all suffer from a lack of self-esteem. Actually, 80%, 85% of us uh, don't have self-esteem or it's low. So we created a six-week program. So if you want to join that program, oh, you're go it's going to be impactful uh, because it'll be all about tuning into your spirit, your heart, and really loving your body and loving yourself. And it'll manifest on all your relationships. It'll be, it's an amazing program. So I'm excited to share awesome. that. And you can click on the link and also book a call with me. There's all the links are on my link tree uh, on my Instagram bio. Awesome. Okay. So fun. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. And, um, and remember everyone, if I post the video, I need to do my outro right now. <laughs> so if you want to learn more about how to believe you are a good mom, go to drop the forward slash believe to get my free pre-recorded masterclass and start believing because it's true <laughs> and it'll change everything for you. So see you next time. Thanks. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about how you can believe that you are a good mom, head over to dropthewordlifecoach.com forward slash believe and you get access to my free pre-recorded masterclass that will teach you all about the hands-on exactly how to, to believe that you are a good mom. Start believing right now. Feel the peace, my friend. We got this. You got this. See you there.